Welcome to the SMB Community Podcast with your hosts, Amy Babinchak, James Kernan, and Carl Polichuk. Produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Hi, this is Carl. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. I'm joined today by Guillaume Boivar. How did I do? Great. Terrific. <laughs> From SureWeb. Guillaume is the Director for Product Innovation at SureWeb. And uh, we're here to talk about a very specific product. But before we do that, why don't you give us some of your background and, you know, how you got here and on that sort of thing. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. Um, so I'm the, like you mentioned, the Director of Product Innovation. Basically, I've been uh, part of the product team at SureWeb for eight years now. Um, I come from a more technical background. I have a computer science uh, diploma. And, but, and I've, I migrated at some point. I drifted into product management and kind of liked it, so I stayed there. Um, and I've been responsible for leading the effort to build our infrastructure as a service performance cloud, uh, the Azure stuff, uh, endpoint protection, online backup, a lot of those things. And the last couple of years, my focus has been on building our own software called Office Protect, which is a software service geared towards helping uh, MSP partners uh, get better security out of Microsoft 365. Very cool. And uh, I may have missed it, but how long have you been at ShirtWeb? Eight years now. Eight years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Part so, of the furniture, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming you're working from home. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been a year now. So, uh, you know, one of the things I really like about ShirtWeb is as soon as things started to close down, which has now been a year, they got in touch with me and said, can you do some videos? Can you help our partners? You know, and they're very, very partner focused. So, uh, you know, one of my uh, rules for success is to only do business with people I like. So <laughs> I can honestly <laughs> say I like doing business with SureWeb. So that's good. Um, so you work with uh, IAAS, the infrastructure as a service, and also I love this discussion about security because right now especially on the Microsoft front, people are pretty nervous about that. But yeah. this product isn't absolutely brand new. Like Office Protect has been around no. for a while. A couple of years now. And so um, tell us about the new piece of it that's coming out. Yeah, happy to do it. So we are just launching now. So we're, we're pretty early on. Uh, it's, it's early days. Uh, we're launching what we're calling uh, Office Protect Alliance. And basically, uh, traditionally, what people would refer to as managed detection and response, but it is specifically for Office Protects and and meaning Microsoft 365. So, um, the feedback that we've got from Office Protect is it was it is a terrific tool to introduce people to the security of Microsoft 365. It's good to get your your baseline sorted out and do monitoring and everything. It's very very hands off. But our our partners, as as you know. Um, they rather focus on managing their clients, getting new clients, uh, uh, or God forbid, dealing with emergencies than right. uh, looking at alerts and, and dealing with that. So they've, the feedback we've been getting since we launched is the software is great, but couldn't you manage the alerts for me? And it really seemed like a win-win situation. And we're, we're, we've worked on that for the last few months and are now uh, having new partner come on board and where basically the difference is uh, Office Protect will produce alerts around your Microsoft 365 when something happens, possibly ever happens. 
And then instead of being you that has to deal with it and take the time to look into it and everything, it'll be our own team of experts uh, that will look at it. Uh, very simple, very, uh, my office with has always been uh, meant to be cheap and cheerful. Like it's, it's not, if your client is a bank and they have a, a list of requirements for security as long as my arm, Microsoft does great things. There's a number of products you can use and everything. But for, when we talk to MSP, what we realize is most clients are not banks <laughs> and they were very underserved by the market as far as cybersecurity. So that's where Office Protect came in. So we kept that. We kept we are keeping that same philosophy with Office Protect Alliance. Easy to get into, very easy to deal with, very functional, very practical and uh, reasonably affordable as well. So since you're technical, uh, let me dig down just a little bit. So if people yeah. just have just deploy Microsoft 365 and not Office Protect, what are they missing? Yeah, so that's a that's a good question. We've we've been asked that a lot. Where they go, oh, what you're describing is Office Protect, isn't that what Microsoft does? And and that's a that's an interesting conversation and a very valid one. There, like, there's a point to be made there. Microsoft Microsoft as a whole and Microsoft 365 specifically has very good security. No no arguments at all. Um, the the concern is more that you you are still accountable for your client security, and there are steps you need to take to take advantage of the security that is in Microsoft 365. The default configurations are good for some people, but they're definitely not good for all people. And if you think of Microsoft, their first master, quote unquote, is enterprise clients. It's large companies, right. and so generally when they decide something, that's who they have in mind. And then everybody kind of has to make their own way. Um, so that's what we focused on with, with Office Protect was the fact that if you just go with the defaults, you're definitely missing. Um, you're in a state that may, it's a compromise. It's basically Microsoft goes, well, this will work for some people, not everybody and everything. So you have to look at it and think about your customers and go, okay, what what is their security requirement? Like what works for them? And then put that in. Uh, things like MFA not being on by default still on Microsoft 365 multi-factor authentication. Sorry, um, that is that is very questionable, quote unquote. Uh, but but it's still. I, I'll give you a very the most basic thing. I don't want to bore people with technical details, but by default, the logs in Microsoft 365 are off. So if you buy Microsoft 365 as a customer, like off the street, quote unquote. You have a security issue. The first thing you'll do is, well, let's look at what happened, and the answer will be no idea because the logs were off by default, right. and that that creates a very bad situation for our partner that's intervening on a client that has a security issue. It's already a bit of an emergency; everybody's on edge, and then you go, "Oh, crap! <laughs> we don't we don't have the logs turned on, and we can't really tell you what happened." So. Things like that, Office Protect, the first thing it will do is we'll turn on the logs, obviously, to get some visibility. So there's a lot of those little things that it will do. So it's kind of uh, implementing best practices. Yes. And so it's kind of the new default. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So it will do some of the things it will do automatically to just make it more, um, it fits better with, with MSPs and their, their clients, their typical clients, our typical clients. Uh, but also will give you a very easy way to apply best practice, like you're saying, and also make sure they're uniform across all your clients, which has been a challenge for our partners. It's hard to know. Like you have a hundred client, they all have Microsoft 365. Can you 
can you swear to me, quote unquote, uh, that they're all configured exactly the same when it comes to security or, or exactly the way you expect them to be when it comes to security? So it's those type of situation uh, up, uh, up front. And after that's monitoring, because it's nice that you set it once, but then you would have to keep an eye on all those logs and make sure everything is okay on a regular basis. And then it's not really realistic for somebody, you're getting a few hundred dollars from that customer. How long can you take every day to check their logs for security issues? And generally the answer is zero. Like right. our MSPs don't spend any time doing that. So they need a tool to do that for them. That's where Office Protect come in. And then with Office Protect Alliance, we'll go further than that where we'll do the analysis and we'll look at the indicators of compromise and give you a result more than just an indication. And we'll give you guidance on how to resolve all that. So does that come in some kind of an alert so that I can like capture it and, and stick it on my service board? Yes, that's it. So uh, most of the people will tie our service to the, their RMM or their PSA uh, and, and deal. So the without spending too much time on the on the product itself, it's really that we do the busy work, the, the verification, the things that, that don't really show up at your customer, but you still have to do, somebody has to do it, but they don't realize that it's happening. And then you keep the, the money part, you keep the, the intervention, you keep talking to the customer, showing them the results. And that's, I think that's the win-win situation. Like we're, we're happy to do the service for you. It's profitable for us because of scale. And then you keep the part that's important, which is if there's a security issue, go ahead, knock on wood, uh, you show up at your client with the answers and all the information, everything ready to go. And you do the part where they go, wow, you're, you've, you've saved the day type of thing. So and it's, that's the Microsoft focus. 365 and then the Office Protect is a layer on top of that that sort yep. of makes some good settings, does some monitoring. And then what's the Alliance piece, the, the newer piece? Yeah. So, Normally, with Office Protect, you as the partner would get the alerts and have to deal with them. Alliance is basically we get the alert, like humans at SureWeb get the alerts and deal with them. Um, we'll do all the investigation. We'll prepare a case for you. We'll, we'll ask questions if it needs be. And we'll, then we'll give you a, our conclusion and then our road to remediation. We'll take even some actions for you uh, in a transparent fashion. So we won't, we won't show at your client. But... Well, if we need to suspend an account very quickly, we'll do that. Uh, but after that, you do the last mile, you do that last innovation with the customer. So it's really that service component, the, the, doing the investigation, uh, documenting everything, providing you with guidance on the resolution. Right. So the last couple of years, you must have gone to sleep with many, many headaches due to all of the security stuff. Like, you know, can they find one more thing wrong with, with the software? Sure. Uh, and, and these attacks, like, you know, who knows what the next attack is that we're going to find out. It's been going on for 18 months and suddenly, yeah. you know, and all you can hope is that it's somebody else's software. <laughs> so well, that's the thing. That? Yeah, that's the thing with Microsoft 365 where it's great. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it, it's, a, it's such a powerful platform. And that's the, the, it is victim of its success, basically. Uh, the reason, like it, technology always follows sort of the same pattern where something gets adopted because it's, it's either good or very well marketed or both, which in the case of Microsoft 365, it's definitely both. Like it, it's a great platform. People like it. They get a lot of value out of it. And Microsoft is doing a great job of selling it. And then it becomes their critical mass there. There's so many people there. Um, 
a lot of valuable information. Basically, Microsoft 365 is the ERP of most small, medium businesses. Like, right. They don't have SAP like that. There's almost no way uh, they use Microsoft 365. Like, how many businesses have you seen that are run through Excel and Outlook? Most small businesses are. Uh, maybe QuickBooks. I'll, I'll give a shout out to QuickBooks. But uh, <laughs> other than that, like Microsoft 365 is such a core component. So it it doesn't take like it's not a big leap of faith to to believe me when I say it. That's why it becomes targeted. Um, it's a business like hacking is a business. Now it's clearly a business. There's, there's enterprises with hundreds of people yeah. uh, in some countries that are specifically there to hack and they'll target the most profitable platforms and Microsoft 365 is it uh, there's statistics. Now, most of the phishing emails are around Microsoft 365. Like it's, it's statistically proven to be the most targeted platform, even like uh, some of the attacks, they sort of cross into the mainstream and people hear about them, like the solar solar wind attack uh, through the Orion software, which was a network software that was hacked. A lot of what was done using that, that, that hack was get access to the Microsoft 365 of the company that they hacked, which feels a little bit backwards to me as a longtime security person. You would think they would use Microsoft 365 to then get access to the network. But no, there's so much value in getting access to that Microsoft 365 that that's what they're targeting. It's it's crazy. Uh, uh, it's a connected system, so everybody can get access to it. Uh, it will always be targeted. We, uh, Office Protect, detected an attack where attackers basically took a long, long, long list of accounts that were broken into. Not, not on Microsoft 365, other databases were stolen. It's called the uh, City O Day, Zero Day attack. And it was 225 million combinations of login and passwords that were stolen from databases around the internet. Wow. And basically, what we saw at Office Protect was somebody took that list, which was publicly available. I have that list personally uh, for research. <laughs> uh, they took that list and they ran it against Microsoft 365 to see if some of those accounts people were using the same login and password on some of their system and Microsoft 365. And I mean, for all the education that is being done, people still use the same password on a number of accounts. Right. They definitely shouldn't get a password manager at a minimum. But because of that, like they took that list and they targeted it at Microsoft 365 and ran it like very slowly through it systematically. And I'm sure they found a whole bunch of accounts that were the same somewhere else and at Microsoft 365. It's really stuff that that keeps you up at night a little bit. Uh, just one last example for you to, to make sure everybody is uh, good and worried. Uh, 2FA, like multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication that I referred to before has been seen as a bit of a, uh, uh, how to say in English, a panacea. So right. a, a miracle solution. Well, I was in a demonstration recently, and they shown how people are attacking that now. So there's a, uh, I don't want to give advice on how to do it, but there's a software called Evil Jinx. It's basically used to be what is called, again, don't want to get too technical, but men in the middle. So what they right. do is they'll send you a phishing, which sends you to a, a fake site that looks exactly like the Microsoft site because it's basically showing you the Microsoft site, but it sits in the middle. So you'll put in your information, including your 2FA authentication. And this person that's sitting in the middle will capture 
the, the it's called a token. So it will capture the answer that says, okay, you're verified and you did the 2FA. And now they can use that and go into your Microsoft 365 and do whatever they want to do, even if you had multi-factor authentication turned on. And that, that was very, very scary because it's not that hard. It's really not that complicated. So even if you have 2FA, you still have to monitor your Microsoft 365 to, if something happens, or like, again, let, let's be realistic. The day that something happens, right? You, you know quickly, you're well configured to keep people isolated, you detect it quickly, you block it quickly. Um, security is, is layers, and those layers are there so that when one gets beaten, the other is still there. And it will, so, it will limit the damage, things like that. I was, right before you told that story, I was about to ask you about multi-factor. And um, so it seems to me, it's hard for MSPs to have the messaging, look, this can be broken into, you have to do it anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, but, yeah. You know, so that, how, so how do you the, the, do that? Yeah, it's the insurance issue. So companies, people, company don't want to buy insurance because why am I buying all this uh, fire insurance? My building is not on fire. Right. So that's a little bit of the security problem where why am I paying for all these layers of security when nothing is happening? Like I'm not being attacked. And, and that is the challenge that I see MSPs facing every day where the people that know what's going on and as far as security understand that it's necessary. Uh, the people that have seen company close because they were hacked into will, will take action and will spend the money to protect themselves. But if you don't know, you don't know. Like you, if nothing bad has happened so far, you just go, well, so far so good, then knock on wood and just keep going. Right. And the one of the problem with the message of most cybersecurity software provider or platform provider is because they know they ex they they seem to think it means that you have an unlimited budget and if you don't do it you're you're reckless or or not managing your business correctly i think you mentioned that Shroa is very close to its partners and very centered that's one of the things that i personally understand and i think all of Shroa understand is there is a limit to the budget there is a limit to the amount of things that they can do at some point they have to pick what they're doing because They'll go, yeah, I understand. They can break into MFA and everything, like or things like that. But they'll go, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to become an unprofitable business that is super well protected. It's, right. It makes no sense. So that that was our our one of our driving factor to do Office Protect and now to do this this alliance service is that something is better than nothing, and you can do a lot with with a little, like it's the 80-20 rule where we feel Office Protect is 20% of the effort, 80% of the results. It's not perfect, but if somebody is telling you that they're selling you perfect security, run. Right, exactly. Uh, it, it doesn't exist. So you have to put layers in place and you have to start somewhere. We're, we're, we take a very realistic approach to security, a very pragmatic approach where Right now, you're not doing anything. Like you only have Microsoft 365, and you trust Microsoft to to do it for you. Start with something, and honestly, if they don't want to spend any money, we have documented everything that Office Protect does, and they can do it on their own for free. And right. we'll, we'll, we we it's on our blog. It, we have videos around it. It's not a secret. We're happy to share what you can do on your own for no money at all to improve your cybersecurity. 
our bet is that you'll quickly come to the conclusion that'd be nice if somebody else did it for you, be it uh, generally a software or our, our managed service. Uh, but you have to start somewhere and everything that you do will be a positive towards being more secure. I've, uh, uh, I've given this image to a uh, before where cybersecurity is a little bit like being attacked by a bear in the woods with your friend. You don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your friend. Right. So there will always be attackers. They'll, they'll go after people, but basically they are, I'm, people say lazy, I say efficient. They'll go after whatever is easiest. Right. So you have to have enough protection so that they'll go to the next door that doesn't have the lock and the camera on it. It it's it's kind of a depressing sort of philosophy. Like I don't like it that much, but it's a reality. They'll yeah. they'll keep coming after the lowest hanging fruit. You just want to make sure you're not it, and your clients are right. not always it. be a, a notch up from the the lowest. So the other two things that have happened in the last couple of years is the emergence of governments with compliance and privacy and just layer after layer. And now there's a, a big big push to use the CMMC. Uh, standards for uh, security, and also the insurance companies, which you sort of touched on, like, holy smokes, it's going to be very, very expensive to be an MSP. Um, and I don't know about Canada, but in the US, the insurance rates are just skyrocketing. And so, you know, is this something where if you say, look, I've invested in these things, you can go to your insurance company and say, please, you know, put a put a lid on how much you're going to raise my rates? That's a great question because it's a very hard question. I, I don't want to pretend that I'm a cyber security, uh, cyber insurance specialist. We have been looking at it. So it's an, it's interesting that you ask. Um, there's two things that have come up from my research with, with cyber insurance. Let's say three. It's probably a good idea to look at it. And maybe you already have coverage in the insurance that you have now. So start there for sure. Um, it, it makes sense to protect yourself. The second feedback that we've been getting from partners is that it it is right now very problematic, meaning that it's very hard to get paid out on cyber insurance. Like they, they'll push it, they'll sell it to you, but then I think it's because cyber insurance company or insurance company are, are not that comfortable with all the whole cyber world. Uh, it, it gets very tricky and, and all that. And then to answer your question more directly, generally, they'll provide their own sets of requirements as far as what you need to do to, to be covered and uh, limit those, those uh, uh, fees for the policy. Um, the thing is, compliance and security are two different things. And also, cyber insurance or insurance provider are very large companies, and they have that very large company mindset when it comes to compliance and cybersecurity, which as as most of our of your listeners would know, don't doesn't really fit the reality of, of right. MSPs and small medium businesses. Um, so I don't I wish I had a clear answer like buy the sure web insurance. We don't we don't have that yet. Uh, but it is something that's worth looking into. I would I would definitely talk to an insurance broker and and make sure I get professional advice on that. Uh, certainly having a strong uh, compliance uh, structure, security structure uh, would help. Uh, interesting 
or, or I feel it's interesting, maybe not. Well, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to a more modern uh, security provider, uh, insurance provider, and basically one of the ways that they were doing evaluation. So traditionally, they do it the same way they've always done things, and they'll ask you a bunch of questions. You have to fill forms and everything and say, like, uh, how you're doing security. One of the more modern ones, basically what they were doing was scanning the web about your company to check what you do for cyber security. So they would look at the IP reputation, They would, but they would also do things like look at your LinkedIn employees, like employees that are on LinkedIn, see if you have titles around cybersecurity and things like that. And it would build, it would automatically build a big profile around you to say if you're a good company when it comes right. to cybersecurity or a bad company when it comes to cybersecurity. And I thought those are interesting. And with, with machine learning and, and big data and all the information that's out there, I, I, it has to be the way things will go in the future where it's and more about... It, 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 the bad guys are probably doing exactly the same thing. And oh, if yeah. You, and if you don't have a presence that looks like you take security seriously, they're like, okay, I found an MSP we can target. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. They'll, they'll scan your... I, I don't know if like the, the type of people that listen here would have done that, but if you look at your IP addresses that are on the internet and look at your logs, they are constantly being probed and attacked. Constantly. Like one of the things that Office Protect doesn't do is send you a, an alert every time somebody tries to log into your account and fail because it'd be incessant noise. And that's right. the worst thing for a security system is all that noise. But I'm, I'm just mentioning it so that people are conscious that you're being scanned all the time for vulnerabilities. People look at like, do you have a WordPress that's not patched or things like that, like constantly. And that's why you need to have that, that, those system, those automated system in place, because just looking at it is uh, your head will spin a little bit. Right. Like you, you just need well, to have the system. It's systems also in place. a great reason why something like Alliance, I don't have, I don't look at the logs every day. And so if something, if I looked at it and saw, oh, there's a thousand attempts to log in, I might freak yeah. out. And you guys are like, eh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've seen but it on other see, clients. It's this attack. Yeah, you would yeah, see exactly. a pattern that is actually an attack where that's right. I might not see that. Yeah, that's that's definitely the idea. Uh, one quick note on the on the business side of things. What we've seen from our partners is clients are, are looking for cybersecurity help. Like they, they are being told either by their insurance or for a compliance requirement by the government, they have to get into it. Or it's those big attacks that get into the public consciousness, like the solar one, one, uh, Equifax was a good example of what everybody heard of. Uh, and if you can't provide it, they'll find another provider that can. And at first they'll go to that other provider just for the cybersecurity service. But you know how it is. Like most MSP business, I'm built on the idea that clients like to have one throat to choke. They want to go to just one provider. So if one of them provides the cybersecurity service and you provide the more general services, in the long run, the person that can provide the, the specialized stuff will start offering the more general stuff and you kind of get phased out and pushed out of business. So we've seen a lot of that where people like, well, I couldn't do the cybersecurity, so I lost the whole thing. Right, and you don't you don't want to be in that position. So people need to add quickly the at least the basic of cybersecurity. The the and it needs to be tailored to modern services like Microsoft 365. So you can either build it yourself, and and we've helped people to do that. And it 
it makes sense for some size of partner, but not, not all of them, I would think. Or you just go to a provider like SureWeb that just has it in place. It's their specialty. They'll they'll some of the stuff you don't want to deal with is 24-7 coverage. Like we look at your alerts middle of the night, even if they're false positive or something, we'll look at it and we'll we'll make that determination. Right. So 24-7. And then Microsoft changes all the time. Believe me, if you talk to my the team that built the software, the Office Protect software, they're a big fan of Microsoft and the change that they implement all the time. Uh, so it's another thing is you don't want to have to stay on top of every new parameter and new setting and new type of alerts and then things like that. So it's all those things that make it so much more practical to just go to somebody and like do do all that tedious stuff, like do do the things that require a lot of time, doesn't have a lot of visibility with the customer, and just help me to look good. And that so, that is really our mindset, and that what we're tr uh, thriving towards. We're almost out of time, but I did want to ask you. So, what does it look like for the for the SureWeb partner to implement this? Is it literally go into your portal and click a button? And so uh, that, that's that's happens. a great question. I'm glad glad you're asking because it's been a big part of our of our work is to make that as easy as possible. When we're talking about Office Protect itself, it is literally clicking a button in our Cumulus portal, and it will it will start and implement itself, and you'll start getting alerts. Actually, just in in one second, we've made Office Protect part of our basic Microsoft 365 plans. So if you get Microsoft 365 from SureWeb, Office Protect will activate for 30 days, and it's not a trial in the traditional sense of a trial. It's there because you can go and set your best practice security settings during that 30 day. And it will give you a sense of what's happening on that tenant. So you get value out of that 30-day. Don't want to keep it? Don't keep it. You still have your best practice implemented, and it's it's fine. Uh, so that's one click, and even like zero click, like just buying Microsoft 365. When it comes to Alliance, we try to keep that same philosophy. So you activate it. We'll start getting your alerts right away, and, and we'll start intervening as needed. There are some additional steps, but we we made sure they weren't roadblocks. So we start monitoring right away, and then we'll send you some questions to help understand your client's business as far as structure and uh, who would get targeted in an attack and things like that, just to improve the security that we can provide. But I try to put it after the beginning of the service. Like we start the service right away, one click to the portal, and then we'll ask you some questions to just make sure it's it's as good as it can be. Very good. Well, sadly, we are out of time, but maybe we'll have you back sometime. <laughs> well, as you can see, I do like to talk about cybersecurity a little bit and partners. Uh, right, exactly. So I appreciate that. And we'll put links down below to your blog and obviously to uh, the Alliance program and other things. So uh, very good. Uh, Guillaume Bovar from SureWeb, thanks for being with us today. Thank you very much. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the SMB Community Podcast. If you found this useful, interesting, or fun, please subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a thumbs up on your favorite social media. Please check out the show notes at smbcommunitypodcast.com and give us your feedback.